When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, the draft is finally over. Michigan represented extremely well and locally. We're going to talk about that as well as what is to come for those that were drafted, those that were undrafted. We'll talk about all of that on In the Trenches. Let's go In the Trenches with John Jansen. The former Wolverines captain and Michigan Sports Hall of Famer will take you inside the locker room with players and coaches. All the Wolverines that were selected, all of the Wolverines that signed as as undrafted free agents, this is an absolute dream come true. Uh, And it is, for a while, it's going to be like riding on a cloud because you can't believe that this moment is actually happening, that this is your life. Once again, here's John Jansen. Welcome back, friends. And if you missed it, defend the block on Tuesday. Brendan Quinn from The Athletic joins our Brian Bush to talk about all things Michigan basketball. To come tomorrow, Thursday, we talked to uh, Ronnie Bernstein uh, just a couple of weeks ago on Conquering Heroes. The women's tennis team won the Big Ten tournament, as did the men's team defeating Ohio State to become Big Ten tournament champs. We'll get a chance to talk to Adam Steinberg, uh, head coach of the men's tennis team, as both prepare for the NCAA tournament. But uh, right now, we've got to talk Michigan football and the NFL draft that just happened. And to do that, I'm going to bring in my partner, Brian Bush. Mr. Bush, how are you? I'm great, John. And it's interesting because, you know, I'll, I'll occasionally flip you and Stoney on while driving to work. And, you know, I think both times I flipped you guys on this week, I didn't get NFL draft talk. Uh, Tuesday morning, I got Steve Eiserman. I, I, I think I picked the one segment where you weren't talking draft. 
Yeah, well, it is nice to be able to turn the page. And unfortunately, uh, talking to Steve Eiserman, we're talking about uh, replacing a head coach and uh, trying to take the next step for the wings. But, uh, hey, the Detroit Lions, uh, and I know we're going to get into this, but I can't wait because I am so excited about what they did in the draft and especially with our very own Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, so let's get into it. Our 7 from 77, pretty much all draft-related discussion. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall. I loved the snippet from Peter King's uh, Monday morning feature where apparently the Lions irked the NFL because they turned in their card too quickly in order for that uh, entertainment show for four hours to continue. But it, it does seem like, obviously, Michigan's fan base is fired up. The Lions fan base seems fired up about it. We don't know the future, but it's it's tough not to see this work, and it's tough not to be thrilled about how it all went down. Well, yeah, I mean, it's as soon as Trayvon Walker was picked by the Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought, hey, if I'm Brad Holmes, if if I'm at all a part of the Lions organization, I'm making that pick. You run that piece of paper up there as fast as possible. That's exactly what they did. Uh, you know, Trayvon Walker, and and part of why they were upset, it's not. It's not necessarily because of extending the broadcast and making sure that the NFL is taking their allotted time. It is to show the celebration. And I was watching the draft with my daughters, and you know, they're like they they were they actually commented as Trayvon Walker was sitting there with his family at his home. They said, "Hey, you know, how come they're not more excited?" And I said, "Well, I don't know that they've." you know, been notified yet, or at least this is a delay. They're trying to show the reaction. And then in the bottom left corner, Hey, Lions pick is in. Uh, and they couldn't get it there fast enough because they knew that they had the steal of the draft. And that was Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for the lions, but, uh, you know, more excited for Aiden and his family that he grew up in the area, knows the struggles of lions fans knew the struggle of Michigan and what he was able to do for Michigan's program, the legacy that he that he's leaving at Michigan, uh, getting Michigan back on the track of winning championships. Can he possibly do that for the Detroit Lions? It's going to take a heck of a lot more than just Aiden Hutchinson, but a great pick by the Detroit Lions. It's one thing to be a good player, but when you are uniquely qualified for a type of an opportunity to be the number two pick, to go to the Detroit Lions, Aiden is uniquely qualified. Any team would have been very, very happy to have him with them, but it is the perfect fit. Here's my question. As you're watching it with your daughters, are are you avoiding Twitter? Because I, I did. I did not want to be spoiled by anything. And that's the one, it's the one event where the, the reality is the NFL teams are sometimes a couple picks ahead of the actual broadcast. Uh, you know what, I, I I used to try not to be spoiled, but whether it's notifications on your phone, whether you're on social media, uh, or you're just watching it on TV, or somebody in the other room is watching it and they start cheering, it, it's, you know, the moment is going to be ruined by someone, by something, and it, I, I tell you what, I couldn't get that information fast enough, because I was sitting on the edge of my seat, there was a lot of debate whether it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. And I, I was hoping with, with everything that, that I know uh, and could possibly, I had all my fingers crossed, all my toes crossed. I was, I was doing everything to, to, to help 
the Lions make the right decision, and they certainly did. And here's what they get in Aiden Hutchinson. Everything that Michigan fans already know uh, in regards to leadership, in regards to the, the, the drive on every single play to make plays, but they're getting a player that is as technically sound as you're going to have coming out of, of college, whether it's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, you know, defensive back quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson has studied the game of football. When we talked to Sean Nua over the past couple of years, his defensive line coach, he mentioned a number of times that Aiden Hutchinson goes out in the practice field and he attacks each practice trying to get something done to get better. When he comes into the meeting rooms, the notebook is out. He's scribbling notes. That is the player that Aiden Hutchinson is. And, you know, if you go back to this time last year, we knew when Aiden made the decision to come back that he was going to be, you know, late first, early second. But you can see the payoff of studying and mastering your craft and going and, and the attention to detail, where the, whether it's a new defense and you've got to go out there and master a new defense, a new position. He was asked to do some different things this year. Uh, but also, you know, being able to rush from a two-point stance instead of just having his hand in the ground. The, what he was able to do and how he was able to improve the technique and the use of his hands. Um, setting up a, an offensive lineman and having a game plan every time on every down that he faced someone. Um, that's why... He he is now the all-time sacks leader at the University of Michigan. That's why he is now the number two overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Number two, it was an interesting bookend of sorts for Michigan and that Thursday night, day one of the NFL draft. Hutchinson, the second pick on Thursday. Dax Hill, the second to last pick. He's heading to the reigning AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. You know, the AFC in particular, has made a lot of noise with some high-octane offensive players, whether it's quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson or or receivers like Tyreek Hill going to the AFC. There's a lot of focus on the offense. Dax Hill is going to be charged with trying to slow that down and get the Bengals back to the Super Bowl. Your thoughts on his fit there? I think it's a perfect fix. So you just look at the AFC North and what they're doing and the type of quarterbacks and offenses that they're going to be facing. Deshaun Watson now in Cleveland. He's a mobile quarterback extending plays. They're going to have to use their defensive backs in creative ways. That's where Dax Hill, I think, is going to um, excel because, yes, he is a safety, but you can use him all over the field like Michigan did. Um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow. Now you've got different styles of quarterbacks, but um, I'm sorry, Cincinnati Bengals, he'll be seeing that in practice. But, um, you know, what Pittsburgh typically does on offense, they're a run first team, and especially with a new quarterback and Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, Dax Hill is a guy that can come up. He's a willing tackler. He's got, you know, as, as we hear sometimes what they call contact courage, he doesn't shy away from making some of those plays. So in the division, it was a pick that it fits extremely well for the Cincinnati Bengals. Number three, uh, had he not gotten injured, I think we all know David Ojabo would have been a Thursday night pick like Hutchinson, like Hill. Instead, number 45 overall to, I think, the best possible place. Why? 
Well, because he's going to have Coach Harbaugh and Coach McDonald again. Now, it's not Jim Harbaugh, it's John Harbaugh, but it is Mike McDonald back with David Ojabo and the Baltimore Ravens. The phone call footage was great. Ravens do a great job on social, by the way. They they captured basically the entirety of, of his reaction, the conversation with John Harbaugh, with Mike McDonald. Uh, it, it's not going to probably be this year, but I think Ojabo can and will be a force in Baltimore. Well, and, and, you know, nobody knows better how to use him uh, than Mike McDonald. Uh, and you look at the Ravens, and there's – you'd be hard-pressed to find a more consistent franchise, especially with the way they draft. Going with Kyle Hamilton in the first round out of Notre Dame, the safety, Tyler Linderbaum, who I talked about all year long as I thought the best offensive lineman in – uh, you know, in, in this draft class, the center, um, you know, that's what they do. They're consistent. They address their needs. They go with the solid players. David Ojabo in the second round, they're going to get great value out of him because, as you mentioned, he was going to be a first-round pick. Then he had the unfortunate Achilles injury, and I do think we'll see him at times throughout the course of this season. They're not going to rush him back. They know that they're going to play the long game, and that's the beauty of going to an organization like the Baltimore Ravens. They are always playing the long game. They are setting themselves up not just for success this year, but for success in future years. And I uh, couldn't be happier that he, one, got his opportunity, that he didn't fall too far, uh, but that he's going to go to a defense that he's very familiar with. Number four on our seven from 77. On day three, Michigan had two more picks. Let's get your thoughts on both. Uh, Hassan Haskins, the running back, fourth round, 131 overall to Tennessee. I I know that Mike Vrabel's on the other side of the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, but I I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a head coach in the NFL who you would have a better fit for a running back like Haskins. Did you see Vrabel was rocking the the run-the-damn-ball hat while he was talking to Haskins, saying, yeah, we're going to make you a Titan. Yeah, and you know what? It's it, There's a, there's a, obviously a great rivalry, um, and, and I'm not even going to get into that right now. Um, I've got a rivalry with Mike Vrabel himself as a player at Ohio State, as a player for Pittsburgh, for, for New England, uh, you know, in the NFL in our time together. But one thing I do know is that Michigan players, Ohio State players, Penn State players, uh, those that come from great programs – understand that what they're getting when they draft, you know, if you're in the front office or if you're a head coach, when you draft Wolverines, when you draft Buckeyes, when you draft Nittany Lions, you know that those players are prepared to play at the next level. You understand the culture that they're coming from, that they they understand what it means to work hard in training camp, to work hard to master your craft. And I think Mike Vrabel knows exactly what he's getting in Hassan Haskins. And for Hassan to go to a team that has the identity that Tennessee has, to be able to play with a player like Derrick Henry, um, I think just to be in that same room is going to be a ex- great experience for Hassan Haskins. So, um, And the one thing that we learned last year, because Derrick Henry runs the ball so much and his workload is so big and, the, and his style of running, there's going to be times where he's unavailable. You've got to have those other guys ready to step in, and Hassan's in a great position to do that. Well, I mean, remember, Henry got hurt last season, too. You wonder if this is part of the plan to try to taper him off a little bit. Imagine you're out there trying to tackle Derrick Henry, and he leaves, and then Hassan Haskins shows up. I mean, listen, Hassan's got he's got to prove himself in the NFL, but in terms of bruising style of runner, you get beaten up by Derrick Henry, then Hassan comes in? I mean, good luck. Yeah, it's, it's a great one-two punch. 
All right, Andrew Stuber, 245th overall, the seventh round to New England. Uh, We remember a couple years ago, a late flyer on a Michigan offensive lineman up to Foxborough, and Michael on Wayne U, that that blossomed quite well. Can Stuber have a similar ascension as a guy who, as we saw in Ann Arbor, he can play in multiple spots on that line? Well, he can, and and I think he's going to find a great home uh, in at the guard position. Um, I don't know that he necessarily has the quickness uh, to block some of those edge defenders uh, at the at the next level, but I don't know that anybody was expecting him to um, going in there playing the guard position, playing in an offense that can be very creative. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I I know to be true about Andrew Stuber is he's a smart player. He's not going to make mental mistakes. He's going to go out there, learn the offense, do exactly what he's asked to do. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity and a good fit for Andrew Stuber in this offense, also with some familiarity with other Wolverines around him. So number five, there were a handful of of Michigan players who did not get drafted, but they found their way into some NFL camps, some rookie camps, uh, and, and the most fitting one, Josh Ross to the Baltimore Ravens because, of course... Well, yeah, and I think it's a great fit. One, for all the reasons we just talked about with David Ojabo, he's very familiar with the defense. Mike McDonald knows what he's getting in Josh Ross. Uh, And for Josh, it's going to be a matter of how much can he, how many times can he make himself available to be on the field? And I say that in regards to, hey, yes, you want to be a starter on defense. You want to be a guy that if you're not a starter, hey, you're the first guy in the game. But he's also a guy that can play in, in just about anywhere on special teams. He's willing to play anywhere on special teams. He loves the game of football. Uh, And going to an organization like Baltimore that values guys um, that – that, that want to master their craft, that love the game of football, have some talent, that put them out there, uh, and it's going to be awesome to see you know him in, in, in his journey uh, to make the team. A couple of Wolverines on that defensive line who get picked up. Chris Hinton by the New York Giants, Donovan Jeter by the Pittsburgh Steelers, another organization that seems to find gems and develop talent. Uh, your thoughts on their potential to try to latch on with the Giants and Steelers, respectively? A little surprised Chris Hinton wasn't um, drafted. More surprised that he left early. Um, He's got himself a a little bit of an uphill battle um, just in terms of going in, proving himself, and he's going to get a chance to play next to, uh, obviously, the number 5 pick overall, and that's uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. So, um, you know, he's he's got some work to do. Um, he's going to have to go in there, put his nose uh, nose down to the to the grindstone, and really work hard to make this team. He's got all the skills, he's got all the the tools to do it. Um, but training camp is going to be very important for him. Those preseason games, Donovan Jeter with the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's probably not a better franchise, especially defensively up front, that can find what players are good at and utilize those individual skills. Donovan Jeter probably going to be one of those, uh, you know, in a 3-4 defense, a head-up five technique, head-up four technique, um, and and, is is just going to have to fight his butt off uh, in that defense to make himself uh, seen and heard. A couple of members of that Michigan secondary that, that just kept ascending and getting better and better last season. Vincent Gray, he's a New Orleans Saint. Brad Hawkins is an Atlanta Falcon. Uh, your thoughts on, on what they need to do to try to make a mark and, and maybe make a 53? 
Well, I really like the fit of Brad Hawkins in Atlanta. I know Arthur Smith. Um, you know, obviously his dad was was part owner of of the Washington Redskins when I was there. Got a chance to know him and talk to him a little bit, and he values Michigan guys. Um, so, our, you know, uh, Brad's going to have uh, a good advantage there. For him, it's all it's going to be simply around learning the defense, learning the speed of the game, adjusting to the speed of the game. Uh, and for Vincent Gray, uh, I really look for him on the New Orleans Saints to be a guy that, yeah, maybe he makes a roster, maybe he doesn't. Going to continue to develop, um, you know, if he's you know if he's number fifty two, fifty three, or if he's on the practice squad, he can play in the in the NFL. Um, he's just going to have to 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 fine tune some techniques on the edge. And lastly, Dalen Baldwin, he goes to the New York Giants along with Chris Hinton. Probably an uphill climb for him, but hey, we saw flashes from him, some big play potential, and all he needs one crack, and you see what happens. Yeah, a foot in the door. Um, and again, it's when we talk about the guys that were undrafted, yeah, they want to make the team, and they had the advantage of looking and saying, looking at the roster, looking at the depth chart, looking at the coaches, looking at the different schemes that they're going to be playing in, and select the best fit for them if that opportunity was there. Dalen Baldwin, uh, Brad Hawkins, Vince Gray, Donovan Jeter, Chris Hinton, all those guys, they're not just going to be performing for the teams that, that they're currently with. They're auditioning for all 32 teams, and whether it's a the New York Giants for Dalen Baldwin, it's somewhere else, uh, that opportunity to extend their career, have an opportunity to get on the field in, in preseason games, that's all you can ask for. Listen, I think it'd be cool to be in, in a draft room with an NFL team on, on that Thursday night. But man, that's got to be a walk in the park compared to the chaos as the seventh round is dwindling down, final picks are coming in, and you're starting to think about your undrafted free agent signees, which are basically done by what? The end of Saturday, right? I mean, it has to be chaos in those moments. Well, yeah, and you start to get an uh, an idea of okay, I'm if I'm not going to be drafted, and teams will actually start talking to agents, say, hey, we're, you know, if he's undrafted, then we want to sign, you know, Dalen Baldwin, Brad Hawkins, Vince Gray, um, you know, and and so the agent will have a list of five or six teams that they know are interested in signing you as a as a uh, undrafted free agent. Um, it is chaos because you want to make sure that you don't take too long to make that decision because those roster spots fill up quick. Um, and it's it's exciting that so many Wolverines are going to get a chance to, uh, to, to extend their careers. Number six, let's close the book on the 2022 NFL draft. Just any other takeaways you had about uh, certain fits, about how things went down, the, the hectic nature of day one with all the tradings, what were some of the big takeaways you had? Uh, the the speed of the draft. We mentioned it earlier that the uh, the NFL was a little bit uh, upset with the Lions for getting their pick in so quickly. Well, you know what? A, a, um, Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, was taken just about as quickly uh, in with the third pick, uh, and and it's you know Ahmad Gardner, same thing when when he went to to the Jets. So. Um, the speed of the draft, it was kind of fun to watch that you didn't have to take the entire 10 minutes. We all kind of knew what was going to happen with the Lions if the, you know, if the Jacksonville Jaguars did what they did. Um, the other thing, too, and, and I'm not surprised, um, but it was just such a down year for quarterbacks. You know, and, and I know that there was a lot of talk about uh, Malik Willis. There was a lot of talk about uh, a lot of the quarterbacks, but to see only one go in the first round really set up 
what we saw happen where there was a premium on edge rushers, there was a premium on offensive tackles, which there always are, but to have two corners go in the top four, to see so many wide receivers go in the first round, um, you know, that's I think that's a trend that we're going to continue to see. You can still get great value in the second and third rounds at those positions, but through free agency this year, we saw that the wide receiver position um, has the, the value of that has gone uh, you know up. It's a passing league, so you got to be able to throw the ball. So you're going to you know identify your quarterbacks. There weren't any in this draft. You got to protect the passer. All right, that that's going to remain true always. The offensive tackles will be taken, centers and guards will be taken uh, in the first round, edge rushers. But now the the influence of of playmakers, dynamic wide receivers. We saw it last year with Jamar Chase and what he meant to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and I can only hope that, hey, you know, Jamison Williams gets healthy, could do that same thing for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to ask you about that. When you saw that the Lions traded up, were you thinking, is that Malik Willis? Are you thinking, is that Kyle Hamilton? Uh, were you thinking it was a receiver? W- what was going through your mind when you saw that trade come down? Well, I was praying that it wasn't Malik Willis. Um, I was hoping that it was either Jamison Williams or Kyle Hamilton. Um, and in terms of, you know, hey, at some point, you've got to have some studs. You can have a lot of good players, uh, but that's not going to get you over the top. You've got to have some game breakers. And I think Kyle Hamilton will be one of those game breakers on defense. Couldn't have gone wrong there. I also think Jamison Williams, uh, when we do finally see him on the field, uh, I think he's going to be a game breaker. And he's a guy that, you know, we saw him down at Alabama. We saw him, you know, a little bit at Ohio State, but he's going to be playing with the chip on his shoulder because right before him was was Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, the two guys that uh, had all the time at Ohio State, which is why he ended up transferring to Alabama, had himself a breakout season down there, um, and is is I think a lot of people uh, before Jamison Williams got hurt had him as their number one receiver. So for him to be able to fall to the Lions at 12, um, I think it was a, a great steal for them. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. So, number seven, I'm sure you've read a, a 2023 mock draft or 10 because you uh, do local talk in Detroit. But, uh, hey, it's going to be here before we know it. Obviously, uh, an opportunity for many players to shoot up draft boards. No one knows hardly anything at this point. Curious from your standpoint, obviously Michigan is going to be a much younger group overall this coming season versus last year. Who are some players you'd identify as as ones who could make that rise, either from a, a middle-round pick to a first-round pick or someone who maybe isn't quite on a lot of people's radars who could surge and, and become a real draft story this time next year? Well, I got one that's going to be, I think, a great draft story. I'll get to him in just a second. But some of the guys that I think will will have good seasons, uh, Amazi Smith, Blake Corum, Eric All, those guys 
Um, you know, if they decide to leave, um, will be great draft picks. Uh, Ronnie Bell, uh, getting him back this year from Michigan, um, he's an unbelievable competitor, and he's a guy that I think will will provide great value to uh, to NFL teams. Ryan Hayes on the offensive line, he's got a lot of time at that left tackle position, has continued to improve his footwork, his hand usage, um, and will provide great value. Olu Oluwatimi. Um, the transfer, who we had here uh, on In the Trenches a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you come in as, you know, hey, an All-American already. You come in as a Remington finalist. I'm excited to see what he can learn from Sharon Moore. Uh, and the guy that I think I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he can do uh, in his last year at Michigan, we've we've heard a lot of talk about how you know freak athletes, right? They can just the light bulb goes on; they can make things happen. Julius Welshkoff is is a player that's an unbelievable athlete. For whatever reason, hasn't had a whole lot of time on the field, a whole lot of production. But I think he's a guy that. You know, given the right opportunity this year, um, could go out there and make some some great plays and go from a relative unknown to I'm not saying a, a first or second or third rounder, but a guy that that is on draft boards. And hey, I, I want to make sure we shout out the Michigan specialists because both Brad Robbins and Jake Moody came back. I, I mean, you're seeing kickers and punters going off the board at the start of day three. That fourth round was when we start seeing kickers come off. We saw what Evan McPherson did for the Bengals last year as a fifth-round pick. I, I, I think that if these other kickers and punters pan out, I think that could become a new trend where back in the day, you really didn't do a whole lot of that, right? I know that it kind of ebbs and flows some, but but in recent history, this is fairly new. Uh, Michigan's got a huge luxury in having those two guys come back. If they do this year what they did last year, I think we're going to hear both their names called. Well, and you can see just locally here what Jack Fox has meant to the Lions. You know, as a rookie, becomes a pro bowler, um, you know, and what it means to be able to flip the field as a punter. You also understand, hey, when you're in field goal range, to be able to have a guy that is accurate, that you can count upon just in the NFL to make extra points. That's become a challenge since they've moved it back. Um, so you can see now the value of uh, of you know that that you know place kicker position, whether it's scoring points or it's the accuracy, the leg strength to be able to get the ball downfield on some of the kickoffs uh, and with some of the unique things that teams are starting to do again with the rule changes has increased the value of of some of these positions. Get you out on this. I mean, it, it's just cool seeing. Uh, listen, it's great seeing all these Michigan players have their dreams realized. It's tough not to to enjoy almost all the, the the phone calls and the videos. I mean, as someone who was drafted, you know just how challenging it is. Just how much the odds are stacked against you numerically on, on getting just that name called or just that signing to have a chance in a rookie camp. Uh, it, it's really special to see these Michigan players get a chance have that name called or, or that phone call come in it's it, it's such a fun weekend well for for anybody that's in a certain profession when you get a chance to perform against the best in the world and to be uh, amongst those just on the field it is an unbelievable opportunity uh, and for all of these guys for all of the players that were drafted um, you know, most NFL players, I think, look back and they're jealous because they don't get to go through it again. They don't get to play anymore. It is the greatest job in the world to be able to play a sport as a profession. 
Um, and I know that all of the all the Wolverines that were selected, all of the Wolverines that signed as, as undrafted free agents, this is an absolute dream come true. Uh, and it is, for a while, it's going to be like riding on a cloud because you can't believe that this moment is actually happening, that this is your life. And I wish all these guys the best of luck. Obviously, all Michigan fans uh, and all of us involved with the program will be watching each and every one of these. And uh, as we do, as we get news uh, throughout the course of their career, we get a chance to have them back here on In the Trenches. We'll give you updates as to how these players are doing, what's going on throughout the course of an NFL season, throughout the course of an NFL career. So for all of your Michigan football information, past present and future you keep it tuned in right here on in the trenches thanks for listening to this week's edition of in the trenches with john jansen part of our michigan athletics podcast network and go blue podcasts the preceding has been a learfield presentation of the michigan sports network